I'm Frank Garza, and welcome to Here and Abroad, a podcast that follows the U.S. men's national team and their player pool across MLS and Europe. Tim Weah missed the U.S. MNT's recent Nations League window due to an injury, but good news, he was back on the field this past Sunday, where he started and played 81 minutes in Lille's 3-1 win against Lorient. Weah has been getting a lot of minutes for Lille over the last few months, but not at the normal right-wing position that U.S. MNT fans are accustomed to. No, he has been playing fullback. On Sunday, he started at right back for the third match in a row. Before then, he had been starting at left back since early February. So why is Tim Weah playing at fullback? How has he been performing in the role? And what does it mean for his future? That's the topic for today's show. To help me dig into this, I've invited Ryan Tolmich to join me. Ryan is the American soccer correspondent for Goal. Ryan, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Frank. Excited to uh, sit down and, and talk about this and get going on uh, what is a, a very interesting topic for USMNT fans uh, as we kind of head into a busy summer. Yes, it is. And you wrote an article about this for Goal back in February about why Tim Weah had made this transition to full back over at Lil and how that's been going. Let's start with the why. Why has he made the transition to, to full back all of a sudden? Uh, generally, we're just going to say necessity. Uh, it started as a as a response to an injury issue. You know, Lille, they were sitting down and, and looking at their options with Ismaili out, and they needed a left back. And they, they looked at Tim Weah and, and saw what some people are kind of starting to see now, and they see a, a modern attacking fullback. Obviously, the position has changed a lot in recent years in terms of what is expected of a fullback, how a fullback plays, and, and what the different sort of qualities you're looking for in a fullback. And in many ways, Tim Weah has a bunch of those qualities. So yeah, they looked at Weah, they they looked at their injury issues, and they said it was worth a shot. And uh, so far, you know, given what we've seen, it looks like they've they've been somewhat right with it. Any insight as to why he's kind of switched over to right back these last you know three games? I was a little surprised by that. I mean, in some ways, it makes sense just because you know he we are accustomed to seeing him on the right. Obviously, he is a player that can play on either side. Uh, he plays. Le- he could play left. He could play on the right. He could play centrally. Tim Way. That's sort of one of his things. That's a, a blessing and a curse for him, and that he can play in so many different positions. But obviously, that right side has always been a little bit more natural for him. And yeah, it just seems like it's a good fit. Like you said, he's he's performed well since he's made the switch. He's performed well on the left and the right. So obviously, some some good signs there for Leal. But yeah, it's a it's it's one of those things where he's a player that can play on any of those sides. He's comfortable playing on any of those sides. His skill set matches whichever side you're going to kind of go to. So yeah, it seems like it's a good fit for uh, either way when you're looking, uh, especially on the club level right now with what Leal's trying to do in Liga. Yeah. So when I when I think of Tim Weah there, I think of that attacking mindset he's going to bring. What about defense? How has he been performing from like a defense perspective? I, I, I may be thinking about Serginho Dest a little bit, how he's kind of known for being great for, as the attacking fullback, but sometimes not so great, you know, in defense. Has Wea fared any better? Uh, yeah, he's done well enough. You know, look, like, like we said, the, the position of fullback is very different than what it was necessarily 10 years ago where that fullback was staying at home and and making tackles and whatnot so you know look Wea's primary 
focus is to stretch the field, is to provide, you know, a little bit of pace on the outside, is to to make some things happen in the attack when he does push forward. But in terms of defensively, he hasn't been exposed yet, you know, which is really sort of what you're looking for for a player that's very much adjusting to position. Uh, one of the things he said recently when asked about it is that he's, he's definitely had to do a lot of studying. Uh, he said it's taken a lot of work off the field to kind of learn the position. One of the things that struck me was he said he was looking at Marcelo, which is obviously a very interesting person to look at because that is sort of the prototypical modern fullback. You know, obviously Tim Way has no Marcelo. Marcelo is one of the probably five or six best fullbacks to ever play. But that's a pretty good role model for someone in the modern day kind of looking to adapt to the position because he blended that mentality of attacking so well with defending. And that Marcelo was a player who was primarily known for his attacking, but he he was able to defend when called upon. And that's really what you're kind of looking for as a modern fullback. You look at, you know, what all these clubs are doing now, whether it's Man City or, or Liverpool or Bayern with like Joao Cancelo now. You know, all, all these teams are signing fullbacks that, that can do all these different things rather than just being essentially like a third or fourth center back. So, yeah, I think, look, the way the game is working, the defensive side is a little bit less important than it was but the thing with Leal is they've been willing to to try different things and to to move players into different positions not just Tim Weah and in look this one is is one of those that you can kind of check off and having been called a success so far you mentioned a few of his comments on playing in that role and how he's been studying in general does he seem to be enjoying it has he had a good attitude about it is there any um I don't know frustration that he's not able to play you know in the maybe the winger position that that uh, he's used to what have you sensed about his attitude playing the role look just just based on his comments you know he said he's enjoying it you know he said he's he's, he's enjoying it he's enjoying the process of learning about it he's mostly enjoying being on the field you know for someone like Wea who's who's sort of had these ups and downs on the club level where he's had periods of starting and not starting and had periods of coming off the bench. I think the most important thing for him is being on the field and getting the experience and playing in big games and, and, and enjoying the ability to contribute to the team. You know, one of the things with Wea that, that we sort of forget and that a lot of people sort of forget is that he's, he's still only 23. Obviously, he's been around for a while. He's sort of been under the microscope you know, since he's a teenager, both because of his progress with the national team and obviously who his dad is. So he's always kind of been under that microscope, but he's still very much a young player who's still learning and still adjusting and still kind of picking things up as he goes along. So yeah, the most important thing for him right now is just getting on the field. And I think he's kind of aware of that. So yeah, it seems like just based on his comments, look, I'm not in the real locker room and, and hearing what he's saying, but just based on what he said, it seems like he's enjoying the challenge, which is obviously a good thing because it is a challenge to be thrown into you know such a new position at a, at a pretty high level. But yeah, overall, it seems like he's, he's enjoying what he's doing. He's enjoying the process and he's enjoying obviously getting on the field and contributing to a real team as something other than a game-changing super sub. And do you, I think when I first read your article, it seemed like this was maybe a temporary transition uh, until Ishmaeli came back. Do you have any sense now as to whether it could be more of a full-time transition or do you expect to see him back at right wing once once the injuries clear up? Yeah, so that's that's obviously a tricky one just because, like you said, he it, it seemed temporary for so long and it was a response to an injury crisis. And then, you know, obviously the best laid plans – don't always work out and the plan was to move him back but this worked out so well that it doesn't work out like that so you look at the way that it is with Leal and you know based on what we've seen I don't know why you wouldn't 
at least try and continue and see how this goes. Obviously, look, the transfer market is sort of the thing that changes everything. You know, you could go into the summer and then Leal signs six fullbacks and then who knows what's going on. Or the other way around in that, you know, there's always sort of smoke about Tim Whale leaving. You know, I saw, uh, you know, Juventus is a club that's been linked to him. And when you look at a club like Juventus that normally plays with wing backs, maybe that's a club where you go and he continues to play at wing back. So there's so many different like variables to how this could play out. You know, whether it comes to the transfer market or injuries or, you know, managerial changes. But it looks like under Fonseca at Lille that this might be something that continues at least for a little while longer just because, you know, it is kind of working. The title of your article that you wrote, the first part anyway, it it says the USMNT's answer to Alfonso Davies. Talk about this tie-in to, to Davies. Yeah, no. So it's just because, look, Alfonso Davies is sort of the perfect example of what this transition is like. You know, when you look back at the Alfonso Davies that left Vancouver all those years ago, he was an attacking player. He still is for Canada. You know, he still plays on the wing. He's still very much an attacker. But they they saw something in him that that's said, like, look, you could be a perfect modern fullback. And as a young player, he sort of took that and ran with it. You know, where you look where he is now, and, you know, many people would say he's one of the best left backs in the world. And it's not necessarily a natural fit for him, but in the modern game, that's sort of what you're looking for in a left back. You know, you're looking for someone with pace. You're looking for someone who could stretch the field. You're looking for someone that can contribute in the final third. It's not, it, it, it's essentially another winger at this point, the way that teams play. You know, it's it's not the position of yesteryear where that player didn't necessarily get into the box. You know, you look at Alfonso Davies and he's a person that's key to the way Bayern play and how he stretches the field and how he gets to the end line and how he puts teams in uncomfortable situations. And then obviously he's blessed with the pace that allows him to get back and contribute defensively. So yeah, it's just, that's just really the perfect example of what Leal would want this experiment to be like, just because it worked out so well with Bayern where you take this player that's so gifted that, that has all these things that can contribute into the attack, maybe not as good as the wingers you currently have, and you add him essentially just as another winger on the field. You know, when you're a club like Bayern, you can you could do things like that because you, you're going to have the ball most of the time. And Lille is a team that against a lot of teams in France is going to be able to, to go toe-to-toe with them. So it sort of works for there. But like when you look at that, like I said, as an example, Alfonso Davies is sort of the prototypical one and the one that a lot of young players in general are looking towards as what you can do at the fullback position versus what you can't do at the fullback position, like you would have said you know, in past seasons. Yeah. Let's talk about the U.S. men's national team, um, how this is going to impact Tim Weah's role there. And I guess the obvious question is, is there any chance Tim Weah could switch over to left or right back with the U.S. men's national team? I think about it because of, it seems like of all the positions, winger is one that we have the most depth at. You know, there's obviously Pulisic, there's Reyna, there's Aronson. Now you have Zendejas in the mix. Taylor Booth is kind of rising. So there's all these, this talent that's continuing to come up in their winger position. I think we're pretty set at, you know, left and right back with um, Anthony Robinson and Serginio Des. But it does seem to me when one of those players come off, at least from an attacking mindset, maybe there's a little bit of a, a drop. So is this, do you think there's any chance Wea could play left or right back, and is this maybe a way to add some more depth to that position for the USMNT? Yeah, so that's such an interesting topic just because, there, like I said, there's so many variables to it. 
obviously the next coach is sort of the the one who makes that decision. So we can't be fully sure what that's going to look like just because we don't know necessarily what that coach is looking for. Under Greg Berhalter, he was looking for Wea to be a winger. And that was one thing he stressed so much in the run-up to the World Cup when everyone was asking why Tim Wea was starting, why isn't Gio starting, why Wea? And it was that Wea provided something that no one else in the winger pool could and that he stretched the line in a way that balanced the team out. And that was sort of the the, the point that was constantly made with Wea is that what he provided was the perfect balance for everybody else on the field. When you look at the right side, so like you said, Serginio Dest, attacking fullback, runs up the line and then cuts inside. When you look at the left, Anthony Robinson runs up the line, gets to the line, Christian Pulisic cuts inside. So the way it works with Wea is that he needed to stretch the field and, and to push the defense back, you know, with Christian cutting inside and Wea going to the end line, that that was what the team needed in balance. Now, obviously, under a new manager, who knows what that looked like? And like you said, there are some some holes at fullback. So when you look at when when you lose a Des, when you lose a Robinson, can Wea be that guy? I think he could. You know, I think he could be that guy to step in. Obviously, there are a lot of young fullbacks coming up to to sort of stake their claim. But where you look, where you were, you know, at the World Cup, where there was no direct replacement that could provide what those guys could. Wea is someone that could provide what those guys could while, like you said, freeing up a position on the wing for for someone like a Zendejas or Arena to get on the field. So it is certainly interesting to watch. You know, obviously it's it wasn't necessarily something they thought about at the World Cup just because of the way the team was set up. But heading into this cycle, it it seems like it could be something worth experimenting with on one of those days where you don't have Jedi or Serginho in camp. Yeah, Burhalter did seem pretty fixed on kind of keeping players in their role at a position. And, and, and I do think a new coach could come in and say, hey, how can we get more of our best players on the field at once? And so this is, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I love seeing Wea on the right wing. He's one of the most exciting players for me to watch when he gets on the ball. Or even if I see him making a run, I kind of sit up a little bit straighter and pay more exactly. attention, you know? Yeah, when so, you like, like you said, like it's just that that aspect of it was exactly what Greg was looking for in terms of the making the run and, and getting you out of your seat. Like when you look back to that that first goal against Wales, like that was like picturesque what Burhalter wanted from that position and that like Christian Pulisic comes inside, he gets the ball, he looks up and way is making a run and, and making the defense uncomfortable. And that was something that, you know, Gio Reyna doesn't necessarily do. Zendejas doesn't necessarily do. Aronson doesn't necessarily do make that just direct violent vicious run towards goal where you get rewarded at the end with that with that ball in and, and can make something happen and that's something that Wea's skill set isn't necessary in Wea's skill set that isn't necessarily with anyone else in the pool but like you said new manager comes in who knows what the system's going to be like who knows what the the principles are going to be like who knows what you know the the idea is going to be like in terms of like you said getting players on the field so yeah that is definitely one to watch what are you hearing about Wea's future uh, past this season you mentioned Juventus as a, as a possible name what are the rumors are out there in terms of is Wea looking like he may stay a little past this season or is the, is a transfer imminent that's he's one of those where there's always sort of rumors involving him you know I, I there's you know the Juventus one is a big one and for me that's just an interesting one just because it seems like when you look at you know the topic of this show which is you know playing it like as a wing back necessarily, like it seems like he'd be a perfect fit to play as a wing back in the way Juventus plays or the way that a lot of teams in Italy play. 
One of the other interesting things was he did an interview somewhat recently about AC Milan and talked about his love for the club and how he still is a huge fan of Milan dating back to his dad's time at the club and how he hopes to someday play for the club, which is obviously interesting just because, you know, it's it's understandable. You know, you look up to who your, your dad was kind of a, a legend and a hero for. But it was, you know, it did add a little bit of smoke to the idea of him maybe leaving the club. So, yeah, look, it's 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 tough to predict. You know, obviously everything kind of goes haywire the second the summer hits and things start moving and pieces move very fast and deals sort of go crazy. You know, you look back to where we were last summer, and I think it's safe to say we wouldn't expect Weston McKenney to be at Leeds right now. You know, it all goes pretty quickly. So with Wea, look, obviously there is a little bit of smoke towards, you know, some clubs obviously taking interest in him, but remains that obviously it's a long time until we figure out where everyone settles for the new season. So definitely one to keep an eye on, though, especially, look, it's it's the start of a World Cup cycle, so there's a little bit less pressure on players to get moves right. You can kind of take a little bit of a swing as a player if you wanted to move right now just because you have some time to to figure it out versus you know if you had moved last year so yeah it could be it could be one to watch as there's plenty of americans to watch heading into the summer well ryan before i let you go just two more things first of all just want to get any any other thoughts you have about tim Weah or anything else usmnt related and then number two for people who want to learn more about you and see some more of your work where should they go yeah, well, so just starting off, like I said, I I think this is one of those things, one of those storylines that's fun to watch. Obviously, like we're so early in the cycle and there's still so much that can change and there's so many variables and new players. And, 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 and that's one of the most exciting things about this point in the cycle right now. And that obviously the World Cup is going to be here before you know it. Uh, it's one of those things that sneaks up on you, especially with uh, the delayed start of the 2022 World Cup. You know, we're only about three years away from prepping for this tournament. So it'll come on you quickly, come to you quickly, but it's, it's one of those things also where there's room for this, this experimentation and all these big changes. Like we said, players will be on the move. Players will be trying different things there. It's sort of an exciting time just in terms of this national team. So yeah, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is, is how does this Tim way process shake up? Do these players move on? Does Tim Weah move on? Does Christian Pulisic move on? Where does Serginio Desk go? There's just so many storylines and so many interesting things going on right now. That's It's one of those things that's American soccer is a lot of fun to follow and, and to write about and cover right now. So it's all good times. It's all fun. And I'm uh, like I said, I'm excited to be around it. And, you know, if you wanted to follow me and follow my work, obviously go to goal.com. Uh, go to goal. There's obviously a lot going on in terms, like we said, in terms of the national team. It's a big summer. Women's World Cup, U.S. Women's National Team. There's just so much going on in American soccer. So go to goal, check it out, or follow me on Twitter, just at Ryan Tolmich. So yeah, always down to chat soccer, always down to to talk about whatever's going on. And like I said, I'm excited about what's to come over these next few years just because it is such an interesting time of growth and preparation and change in American soccer. Ryan, thanks again for joining the show. It was a real pleasure having you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Like I said, this is a a fun one. So thank you for having me and until next time. And thanks to everyone for listening to Here and Abroad. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a fellow USMNT fan. I'm Frank Garza, and I'll be back next week with a new episode.